Welcome to Flix, my name's Daniel Swan. This is episode 132, in which myself and my lovely wife Tiffany B discuss the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, a film that does not think highly of people from Texas. Using a chainsaw as a melee weapon, as heavy and bulky as that is. <laughs> you silly Texans. is a wonderful place, I assume. Full of life and kind people and live music and hot weather and great barbecue. I like all of these things, except the hot weather, and yet I have never visited Texas. I don't know why, but even when I was travelling around America as a youth, I got a train from Louisiana straight through Texas... It was overnight, it took a very long time, to go to Arizona. Arizona. And it wasn't even the Grand Canyon bit of Arizona. Now, what do I have against Texas? Well, in part, it might very well be because of the film we're about to talk about here. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre is the story of a group of teenagers going off the beaten track in a remote setting, running into some colourful characters and being on the receiving end of some local hospitality. I watched the film when I was maybe too young, and it stuck with me, and I haven't since revisited it. Until that is, the wonderful Tiffany B. Hello. Revealed that she had never seen it, and Seattle's premier cinema-going experience, The Cinerama, announced that they were showing it as part of their Horrorama Halloween season. The pieces fell into place, and we jumped in headfirst. Shot in 1973 on a super low budget in unimaginable temperatures, the film is still hailed as one of the scariest of all time by fans and critics alike. But did it hold up for me? Is the film a texaspirating watch? Or is it just super duper chainsaw awesome? To help me decide is the bare-backed hippie to my cool guy dressed as a woman in her 50s, Tiffany B. Tiffany B, in a spoiler-free context, because, you know, it's only been out for one of our years. What did you think of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Uh, what did I think? I thought... I thought it was a very... Um, effective low budget horror film nice um, I think it is a bit outdated okay um, yes I think it's a bit outdated uh, there's something kind of creepy about watching old horror films yeah but I think this superseded creepiness and just went into old <laughs> it's like oh, this, this is old. really old um, so there were some kind of things that I was like wow when was this made? Um, yeah, but I do think it, you know, I'm sure that in its day it was oh, terrifying. Yeah. Mm. And it was, you know, it was still pretty creepy and scary now. Yeah. Um, it had that kind of final girl thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Possibly one of the first to. Yeah, potentially. Popularize it, 74. I'm not sure how many. 
kind know. of slashery kind of films came before this. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I would say, if you're going to see it, brace yourself <laughs> for a lot of screaming. Yeah. A lot of screaming. Yeah. Maybe the most screaming, proportionately, <laughs> I've ever seen in a film. Wow. It's the most scream-heavy film you've ever seen. Yeah. And you, we've seen all the screams. That's true. And they seem to suggest they would be pretty scream-heavy. Yeah. But relatively... Fewer screams. You know, probably most films have like, you know, 5% of the time screaming. Okay. Screaming is a big yeah. thing to happen. And I think this is like edging 20% of the time. <laughs> like just screaming. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I would brace yes. for that. And get ready to have a, a nap afterwards, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's it pretty was, exhausting. Yeah, exhausting to watch. More so than mo like any film I can think of. Yeah. It felt like I needed to have a good lie down and, yeah. you know, think about nice things in the world. It's, uh, it's very much an experience kind of film, isn't it? Yes, yeah. It's not a kind of... Ooh, look at this intricate plotting. It's uh, no, definitely. Let's not. try and put you in the mind frame of someone who's going through something horrific. Yes. Yeah. And it kind of it, it, it's in in that kind of horror film. Like, is it a good thing or is it a bad thing of going to we went to see it at the Cinerama, which is a big cinema, it's a really mm. big screen. It's very proud of its uh, audio system, mm. um, so it's really. Oh. going to see it on the big screen because the first time I saw it it wasn't on the big screen mm. and this was yeah definitely a, a different experience um, it was like seeing it what do you mean how just, so? just more grueling right more yeah punishing consuming. I think yeah um, and you know for horror fans that I mean for horror fans they've already seen it so they don't need to <laughs> they don't yeah. need to tiptoe around it but um that's the point, right? Yeah. It's, the, the, it's an experience. It's and, an assault. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good word. The uh, the characters are going through something horrific and the film wants to kind of it. try and put you in their shoes as much as possible. Yeah. I think it does that. Yeah. So in terms of, uh, in terms of horror films, because obviously we're not horror buffs, are we? We're pretty... Um, uh, Frady Cats, I think, is the, is uh, the technical yeah. term. Yeah, Utter Cowards, I believe. Utter Cowards. Yes. Yellow-bellied cowards. cowards. <laughs> I was trying to think of another synonym, and I just couldn't. Um, but in terms of horror films, this yeah. was a good one for you. It's um, one that you, I mean, good, bad. That's all subjective, but uh, objective. But for you, your experience of this was a was positive. Yes. Yes. Overall. I would say, yes, in that it was scary. Clearly, picking your words for, um, uh, technically, in the very, to the answer, this very specific question that you asked. Um, it's hard because I'm not a big horror fan to yeah. be like, I enjoyed this because the scarier, it, the scarier it is and, you know, therefore the more effective it is at mm. being a horror film, the less I like it. Okay, well, that's, that's um, fair enough. I mean, if you don't so, enjoy it, you don't enjoy it. That's the whole point of flicks. No, this is, this I know. is Tiffany's experience of it. Was it a, I don't know, we need to come up with a good, good wording for it. Was it a, a, I don't know, a worthwhile 
viewing experience. Maybe. Yes, I'm glad I saw it. I think that it's it's clearly the beginning of horror films as we know them today. Yeah. It has a lot of influence. It's like reading, um, like Dracula. Mm. You know, the Castle of Otranto. Yeah, you read it and then you're like, everything has stemmed from this. Yeah. You can see the influence is so pervasive that you mm. can't, you know, extrapolate anything that came afterwards that's in the same genre from it because it's clearly so um, influential yeah. and iconic. So I think the there's thing... a lot of value in seeing those things and kind of thinking, oh, yeah, I see now where, yeah. where all this other kind of these other films have come from you watch things you're like oh that's a bit of a cliche oh yeah. that's a bit of a cliche and you realize well this, this was the, is one, the one, that one that started it started this is the progenitor yeah. of this, it all this is like iconic yeah this was the first one the four four bear yeah um so it feels like it has a lot of um value in that sense mm. that it's kind of set the standard with um horror kind of slasher films yeah um yeah so i enjoyed going to see it i did good yeah good nice who's your mvp my MVP, potentially bizarrely, um, is a bit of the set designer. Oh, who um, is it? I don't know who that is. Oh, come on. I should have looked that up. Do your search, love. Jeez. Well, I can look up. Well, you, you, you chat about it and I'll see okay. if I can have a little find. Um, the set designer, because, simply put, I think that they made a really horrific looking place and aside from anything else you know in terms of the horror of what was going on in the house the kind of dirtiness and creepiness and bizarreness of it mm. like who designed that <laughs> like what kind of crazy dreams do they have but anyway whatever they they were certainly successful in designing a a house you know, really relatively contained space. Yeah. To be, you know, somewhat believable, but mm. hideously like it this film has a a tangible feel of disgust. You know, <laughs> like you're like, oh, I wouldn't even want to touch anything. I wouldn't even a set of it, I wouldn't want to touch things. I yeah. think everything is gross and uh, like I say, apart from the, you know, the true kind of human horrors that are there. Just dirty beyond belief, yeah. weird, you know, kind of, yeah. There's that scene where she falls down, one mm -hmm. of the girls. Like falls into a room. Yeah, oh my God, I just, I was like, yeah. <laughs> just felt really, really grossed out by that, like tangibly, like I say, yeah. like kind of, I might have a shower a when itchy. I get back, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, so I think whoever did that set was uh, very... Well, I believe we can... Th I mean, partly, I, I think, in terms of the house and the... it From the kind of low budget of it all, yeah. it seems like maybe some of that was just there. Like, maybe, in, t yeah. in terms of it all being yeah. a bit dirty and a bit grubby. Yeah. And it just being, a you know, an abandoned house or whatever. Um, but the art direction uh, was by a chap by the name of Robert A. Burns. There you go. So, well done, Robert A. Burns. Wherever you are in the world... Still alive? No, he died in 2004. Okay, well, well done. Um, but he did the art direction for this, The Hills Have Eyes, Reanimator, The Howling, so he's a, a horror maestro. Mm. And who was, who was yours? My MVP? Well, it's interesting that you've gone with... Um, it's, it seems like we're both... Uh, 
Yeah, taken with the overall experience of it more than, you know, the specific... You know, it's commonly the writer or the director or the whatever, the actors that will get the nod in this kind of thing. But I have gone um, with the, ugh, I mean, almost infamous at this stage, Wayne Bell. Who is he? Wayne Bell is um, the man in charge of the post-production sound. Oh, I knew you were going to go with sound. Oh, so you've gone with the visuals, I've gone with the sound. Um, for largest the same reason. Um, it's a film that sounds like hell. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like just a, an absolute nightmare. Yeah. Um, both from the, the, like you say, all the screaming and all the kind of stuff that people are doing. But um, there's a... Uh, read a quote from um, Eli Roth talking about this film, saying that the score kind of straddles the line between a score and sound design right. in that there's no instruments that are used in the score it's all just like stuff being hit on stuff yeah. and being scraped very on harsh. stuff and very harsh and, and so you're not quite sure is this a sound that's happening in the scene or, or is this yeah. a sound that's just happening in my mind when I'm watching yeah. this or is this the character's frame of mind or what's going yeah. on but it just it creates this this awful kind of horrific soundscape yeah. that really, um, yeah, I think really stays stays with you. That was yeah. one of the things that I remembered most from the from my first watch of it yeah. as, a, as a youngster. Um, and it, yeah, watching it again, really, with the sound turned all the way up, it's yeah. really, it feels so oppressive, yeah. I think. Um, but, but it's used in a... So I remember hearing the same thing about um, Eraserhead, which is a David Lynch film, excuse me, um, that is kind of very surrealist and has this kind of ambient soundtrack of, it's all very industrial and in a similar way to this, but it's all the way through. And I remember watching that film and thinking, this is rubbish, mm. but this film, I guess, uses it well, uses it, well, uses it I mean, not sparingly because it is quite full on at some parts but it doesn't use it the whole time knows when to use it knows when to not use it yeah. and I think that's important um, because at the same time if you've got this you know awful harsh kind of stuff inside this house that all this terrible all these terrible things are happening at least for me as, as well you've got the kind of oppression of the outside mm. that looks lovely yeah. but it's like it's so hot and it's the kind of thing that you're like oh I just need to get out of the yeah. sun and yeah. so it's two different environments that are equally as you know designed to make you feel make you die yeah um, and the, I think the sound captures that very well all the kind of cicadas and like insects on the outside yeah. and all this kind of yeah. on the inside it's uh yeah super um effective yeah. at creating just just putting you on edge yeah letting you know this is this is a bad place it's not gonna there's be some, comfortable there's some bad things that are gonna yeah. be happening here yeah so that is the end of our spoiler free review of 1974's texas chainsaw massacre uh, if this is where you leave us um Get in touch because you're a you're a four leaf clover of uh, of the world, um, but if you are diving in with us to the spoilers, uh, you have only a jingle's worth of time uh, to wait until that happens. So let's have that jingle right now. We're just about to spoil this film, so I'm telling you it won't be groovy if you listen any further without watching the movie. 
jingle over, jingle all the way. We are out of the desert, off spoiler free, and we're into the swamp, the thick, soupy swamp of spoiler filled, where we shall be using our patented 5.6 outcome rating system to delve into the nitty and indeed the gritty of 1974's Toby Hooper's The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Tiffany B. Gives a point, will ya? Gives a point, will ya? I felt as old as the old man in here with his obvious old man makeup. Uh, um, okay, it's kind of something I've already touched on, but so I'll get it out of the way. But um, a positive, positive, I think it's um, a very efficient uh, horror film. I think. Um, sometimes these kind of more small scale mm-hmm. films can show you what you can do without having to kind of have, you know, bombs and massive things going on or, you know, the world at risk or yeah. even a town or whatever. It's just this this very small group of people. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, set in a car, basically, mm-hmm. a gas station and a house. Yeah. And that's kind of it. That's true, yeah. Um, and I think it shows you what kind of effective storytelling or kind of moved, you know, yeah. can can create and how you can do that very efficiently and effectively mm. on what I imagine was a relatively very small budget. Very small, yeah. Um, yeah, I think it shows you how I guess, small scale horror can be. It's, it's how do these, how does something terrifying come into your life and mm. that doesn't have to be earth shattering it can just be a bunch of kids and mm. something terrible that happens to them it's yeah. just as scary as you know something of a lot bigger scale which um i think some of the more kind of modern horror films have to go into you know in a kind of or feel they have to like um the halloween films like they start he starts slaying everyone. Yeah. Like suddenly there's 50 people dead, a yeah. hundred people. Like it becomes, mm. you know, extravagantly brutal. Yeah. Whereas this, I think keeps it small scale, but just as terrifying. Like, you know, they're all going to die or, yeah. you know, almost all of them. Um, but it doesn't take away from the terror no. that keeps it. It's like just this house. And there's something worse about that. I think you mentioned it feeling like so oppressive. Yeah. Like you can be so effective in one house, mm. in one location. Yeah. Um, Becomes like if a you're smart. Yeah. And uh, I think this was a very um, efficient uh, horror film. Yeah. I think it showed small scale. Um, like limited sets, limited cast. Mm. Um, yeah, that you can get in and out pretty quickly, tell something horrific and leave people get in. feeling scared. Scare me shitless. <laughs> yes, off. exactly, yeah. So I think that's that's a pro for me of like, yeah. it was very effective at scaring me. Yeah. And being scary. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of one of my points as well. Um, the fact that it's so stripped down. Um and and what we were saying about uh i think both of our mvps play into that as well of yeah. the art direction was not it was you know it was a load of animal bones that i'm sure they could pick up for cheap yeah but just what's done with them makes it horrific so the environment that you're filming in it's you don't have to you know 
have this kind of crazy ginormous yeah. set with all this stuff it's just very simple bits and pieces yeah. it's having a, a chicken in a tiny cage hanging yeah. up it's so weird yeah. but really scary the sound design that's all after it yeah that's all just and again it's not using musical instruments it's just no. using it's using the cheapest things possible yeah it's the fact that it's so short it's the yes. fact that it's so limited in its cast and its locations it's the fact that it's bloodless pretty much because yeah. gore costs money yeah. like having all this you know uh, fake blood flying everywhere yeah. there's hardly any of it it's no. incredible yeah. how little blood there is yeah in a then it does it all so effectively like yeah. the bit when he puts her on a hook oh god yeah and there's nothing you see nothing you couldn't it there's couldn't nothing be there. more horrific yeah if you'd seen the yeah. f- it pierce her flesh yeah because you feel it yeah oh god yeah. it's awful yeah yeah that's true it's not very gory for a film like there are some some there's a little bit of blood where when he hits the guy over the head and he's flipping around like a fish that's pretty gross there's a little bit of she cuts herself doesn't she she cuts herself yeah when she jumps out the window no on her hand or something when they're holding her oh isn't there a bit oh yeah they they cut her thumb so that the old man can suck her blood which is gross. gross I mean putting your thumb in an old man's mouth regardless of context yeah. is terrifying yeah uh, yeah she gets bloodied up from jumping out the window yeah. and all of that stuff um, but not really but it's it's you know um, and then Leatherface kind of cuts his leg yeah towards the end but, very... but aside from that it's it's yeah very very small um, which is incredible yeah uh, but it it does everything else so well and so efficiently. The sound, like you say, the yeah. feeling. Everything else is working so well that you don't need this kind of huge. Yeah. And like the other day, it was on um, uh, the I don't know I don't know if it's a remake or a sequel or whatever, but there was one from like 2013 or something. Yeah. And they do the same deal of he Leatherface grabs some guy and puts him on a hook. But they show you. But then, yeah, they show the hook going into him, which is gross. And then he gets the chainsaw and he cuts him in half. And it's a very, like, it's just a shot from behind this guy. And it's a 3D film, so obviously everything's going, ooh, it's towards you. Yeah. Um, And he just slices him through and there's all guts and entrails coming out. And I just think, you don't need that. That's like icky as opposed to scary. Although some people like that, I guess. I mean... Yeah, but um, yes, it doesn't. It doesn't do that, and it does. It's just as scary, I think, for, yeah. for omitting that kind of stuff yeah. and hinting at it. Yeah. So, because you're already kind of closing your eyes anyway yeah. when it gets to those bits, and yeah. you don't really want to see and like. Ooh. But it's the thought of it. It's mm. kind of the suggestion. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Which actually leads me on to another point. Oh, go on. If I may. Yeah. Double dip. Um, I love the opening of this film so much. Because it's so, great. and especially this time, knowing what was what's going to happen. Yeah. Watching the opening with the the, the narration. Yes. From uh, the real story thing. Yeah, this is the real story thing, and then just that gross shot and the the kind of the flashbulb thing, oh, the kind of horrifics yeah. of the person who's been like sliced up or burned yeah. or whatever it is on the uh, the corpse. Because it, it just tells you 
that this is going to be awful. Yeah. And so right from the... St- and, and again, that's like... I mean, maybe it should all just be part of the same point, but it's so, I've written that it's so grindhouse-like. Yeah. It's so like getting the absolute maximum we can out of the money that we have. Yeah. Because all that is at the beginning is just somebody reading out a script and seeing some text yeah. on the thing. But you're so like, oh, God. Yeah. And it's not going to be a massacre. No. Like, there's only one person that gets killed with a chainsaw in the entire film. Yeah. And yet it's set you up. Saying, like, oh, my God. Yeah. You're, you're, oh, you're going to shit yourself and throw up. This is going to be the worst thing in the world. Oh, you know, portentous voiceover. I just think it's so good and so effective and lying like it's not a real story at all at all just bare face lies but it's all effective i mean the point of it all is to scare you yeah and it's just doing everything it can real yeah and this was the result that you're gonna work your way to yeah is is very effective in being very unnerving and Thrilling. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. What's gonna happen? Just call it. Yeah. Just calling it a massacre. Yeah. When it's like, yeah, one person gets killed with a chainsaw. But does a, ma- a massacre doesn't necessarily mean the method of killing, does it? But if it's a chainsaw massacre. Oh, I see. Yes. Um, and j- yeah, just it's and the the I mean obviously it doesn't factor into it, but the tagline on the poster of uh, who will be left. Uh, who will survive and what will be left of them. Yeah. Oh my God, that's the best tagline Gross. ever. And just, and just, yeah, like, sc- grabs you by the cheeks and screams into your face, this is going to be horrific. You should be yeah. on edge for this whole thing because you know something yeah. terrible is going to happen. Yeah, it's very, again, it's that point, yeah, of being, like, very effective and efficient mm. of, like... How, what's most scary? Or A, when you think it has actually happened. This is, it starts to pervade into real life and Mm. you can't say, well, it's fictional. It doesn't, you know, why would I be scared of fiction? Um, And B, like you see this kind of, yeah, this horrific ending. Yeah. So there's no getting away from it. Like don't, don't come into this film hopeful because it's not going to happen. There's a lot of people are going to die. Removing hope. Yeah. (laughs) At the beginning. It's a promise of mayhem. Horrificness. And, yeah, misery yeah. to come. Yeah. yeah it's just true. very grindhousey and I yeah. just think it's yeah, really yeah. very effective. Bloody liars though, eh? Such liars. Have a little look on Wikipedia, you'll find goddamn liars. Bold faced liars. They don't give a shit. But you know, I yeah, very effective at what it's trying to do. Yeah. Um okay. I'm going to move to uh, a negative. Oh, my God. And say that, again, touching on a point I already made, I found, like, the last quarter of this film to be utterly exhausting. <laughs> that poor woman. Yeah. Screaming. Yeah. Just screaming. Relentlessly so. Apart mm. from when she's knocked out. Yeah. Just screaming. And sometimes there's, like scenes of like close up on her face Mm -hmm. for five seconds or more of just her screaming and her eyes popping out of her head like almost literally she's i mean fair play i don't know whether she actually just kind of jacked her voice up or whatever but it seems like every time she's screaming, she's giving it 100% oh, yeah. she's of the going energy for it. that she has. Yeah, she, I mean, she was great. Yeah. I expected to read, you know, trivia after the film that said 
she died <laughs> from all the screaming. She, you know, caught cancer from screaming that long and that hard. Like, or, you know, maybe had a stroke or a heart attack. Yeah. Because surely your body cannot deal with that. Yeah. But it was, you know, again, going back to... It was very efficient because she seemed terrified. I imagine, you know, if you are truly terrified, you are at 10. Yeah. She was at 10 the whole time. (laughs) I would have liked some nuance there, you know? I would have liked perhaps, you know, a few moments of 10. Yeah. uh, You know, with perhaps some moments of... Anything less mm. than 10, really. Just to, to deviate and to maybe even emphasise the 10. Yeah. The truly ter- terrifying moments. Yeah. Because what the film told me was all of this, the end was the same level of terrifying. Mm. And I can kind of believe that because yeah. obviously it is a terrifying thing that's happening to her. But, oh my gosh, I yeah. was utterly pooped afterwards. And just, I felt... And I know it's meant to be an, an assault on the senses, but I felt it went a little too far yeah. for me. I enough. felt I, I'd been attacked. Yeah. Um, and again, perhaps that was the point. But for mm. me, I didn't enjoy that. I found it too much. Too much, yeah. Yeah, to, like to the point where during the film, I started to feel like, okay, I've had enough now. Yeah. You know, I've, I've reached my level of listening to this woman scream. <laughs> you know, like you say, at a 10. Yeah. Like, she was going... Like, she deserves an Oscar or something. Because, yeah. my God. That woman, I felt, you know, in pain for her. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I just... I thought it was a little too much. For too long. Yeah. Too much for too long. Like, I think she did a really good job. And those moments of 10 were great and efficiently told just how terrified she was. But, Bloody hell. Goodness gracious. I just need a little break here, guys, you know? Um, so, yeah, a, a little too much for too long. But we salute Marilyn Burns yes. for her efforts. Yes. I bet she needed a lie down yeah. after that. Goodness. Lie, lie I wouldn't be surprised if she had, you know, any any voice left. Some kind of polyps or if something she'd had on the like, vocal cords. Yeah. Just like... Burst a few veins. Shredding her pipes. Yeah. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Um, I will uh, go with... I'll go with the negative as well. Um, And for me, it's the opposite to yours. It's after that initial amazing opening. Yes. With the kind of the terrifying sound of... Of the photos and the, the gross thing and the peel back from the... Once we're introduced to the group, yeah, and uh, between that point and really the when the when they arrive at the the bad house, mm. aside from a couple house. of moments, it was all just very unfocused and them chan. Yeah, I, did, I felt like it didn't really have a have a purpose to it. I mean, they're having this kind of chat about. Um, slaughterhouses and and the kind of the nature of you know animals being bred for thing which obviously comes in later because it's like they they become the cattle they become yeah. the, you know but it was just I don't know maybe maybe it's like a stylistic thing of of it was different at the time but it just felt very like even with the editing or the, the kind of 
the dialogue was kind of running over each other a little bit and yeah. it just felt like we're just watching some people in a van mm. and which obviously we were we are but I just I don't know it just felt very languid and and mm. like it, we don't need to where we're getting to doesn't necessarily need to be the the bad house with the bad stuff and all the murdering mm. But there needs to be something else going on that they're doing to carry us, th- to give us a bit of momentum over this beginning mm. bit. Like, what what are you trying to do in this beginning? They're trying to get across. They're trying to talk about the slaughterhouses, which is fair enough, and they mm. did. They're trying to... The bit with the hitchhiker, which is re- pretty freaky, but again, yeah. was quite long, and a lot of it was just like... I don't know what what's happening here like they're, yeah. they're creeped out by him sure but then what's going like it's yeah. get to where you're going quicker um, and the guy in the wheelchair is a bit of a knobhead yeah um, it all could have been done with more intro- like because I, I don't really understand where they were going or what they were doing or well they were going to like someone's see house her. or something no because at the beginning there's the bit about the grave diggers and she's going to make sure her granddad's grave hasn't been dug up right okay do you remember and then um, then they're going to where her old, her granddad's house was which is the the you know decrepit kind of mm-hmm. um, the next door the house yeah that's yeah. near to the other house um, yeah I get what you mean I it's funny because I think that maybe my terror of my fear with horror films is uh, makes me enjoy the beginning parts much more. <laughs> because I think to myself, right, I know this is an hour and a half and the longer this goes on, <laughs> the less time there is at the end. Um, but I don't know. I quite like some of the normality of that. Yeah. I think that it was, you know, playing out in real time some of the things that were happening. Yeah. Um, I think that kind of grounded it in the everydayness of it. Mm. I think if more things had happened, it might have made it seem a little bit more fantastic. Yeah. Um, I think it was quite mundane, but I think that was probably the point. Yeah. But I I agree with you. It was a little like, what's happening here, guys? I think they could have done it. And like, given you a sense of the characters a bit more. Yeah, I think that's what they could have done better. Aside from wheelchair guy yeah nobody else really has a personality no well there's the one with the what's she reading astrology or okay something but it's very light yeah it's very um surface level you don't really know very much about them at all and so when they start getting moided yeah well i don't really know who you were so i'm not i'm not too upset about it yeah no that's true i think that's what they could have or should have done in that yeah part Reveal the characters a bit more. Yeah. In terms of how through what's happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it was a bit light on character, yeah. and it could have done a better job of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I'm also gonna uh, somewhat disagree with you. Oh, damn um, it. On the, uh, I have a positive point, which is, um, uh, the the way that it was very unnerving. Um, in part so when it wasn't terrifying at the end when we weren't just listening to someone scream for 25 minutes or two days or however long that was (laughs) um, I liked the kind of little pieces of unnervingness one of which being um, the hitchhiker guy yeah 
because he was so awful and gross yeah. and scary and and seemed so terribly unpredictable. Yeah. And I think that's maybe what the film was going for when yeah. it's like, what are we doing here? And it's like, we're waiting to see what this kind of animal-like, yeah. wild animal type of person will do. Yeah. He just seemed so icky and terrifying yeah. and like is he mentally challenged or is he just a bit odd or you know in mm. that early stage obviously later you think well he's fully <laughs> batshit crazy but in that early part you're like is he just a bit off you know yeah. offbeat and then he gets worse and worse and then it's like you know culminates in the cutting yeah. of his hand and there's something so gross about that and like so horrifying because mm. again I think it's the juxtaposition of the everyday you're just yeah. driving along okay you pick someone up he seems a bit weird but then what the fuck is he doing and is yeah. he going to kill us or is he going to kill himself or what is he doing and yeah. what is this and why is he wiping his blood on the van and it's yeah. all just so icky and gross and you're like oh I don't like it um, so I think that, that I really liked that I felt nice. like it set it up really well yeah um the other part that I thought was uh, very unnerving and cleverly done was the the bit where the dad has her in the car in like a sack or whatever. Yeah. No, she's tied up. Is she in a sack? I think she, I think it might be both. Yeah. Yeah. He's like hog tied her and they yeah. put her in a sack and. And she's in the ground, and he's like. Poking her with a stick. Yeah, and saying, calm down, calm down. <laughs> like, poke. It's so weird. It's so weird that you just think, oh my God, where is he taking her? Like, well, yeah. you kind of know, obviously, at that point that he's taking her back. But it's just so bizarre. Yeah. And like, it's mixing, it's mixing that kind of, you know, violence and horrificness. Yeah. Brutality with his words that are saying it's okay yeah stay quiet it's fine like it's just it's really weird and yeah. kind of unnerving and you're suddenly yeah on edge because you're like what is with this guy what's he <laughs> gonna do like um yeah and and she kind of goes to him as this you know yeah redemptive kind of help me i you know he's the savior but then he's... <laughs> yeah and so i really like those bits where it kind of and plays around with those mm. things and leaves you feeling very uncomfortable and on yeah. edge. Like, yeah. Yeah, I think it does that. Flips between the yeah. terror and just the kind of, what's going on yeah. here? This is weird. And also, like I say, a level of, like, disgust, like, tangible disgust. Yeah. Like, with that guy in the car, you just think you wouldn't want to even touch him, even your shoe, yeah. you know? You'd be like, oh! itching away like yeah. pushing yourself in the corner away from him partially out of like terror and unpredictability yeah. but also out of just like ickiness yeah. like what's he got on him and what's he done and sheen of yeah, just grossness just and, filth yeah um, yeah so I think it did that very well with that again you know not having to be uh very extravagant with it. It's small scale things, but they are done in such a way as to really unnerve you and yeah. to focus on, I guess, what you expect of a situation and undercutting that. And, yeah. Yeah. And, and dwelling on them a little bit, I think, which is obviously a different point, the opposite point of what you're making, but dwelling on them a little bit makes you, it hangs in the air yeah. more. I think for me, it made me more uncomfortable, okay. which I presume was the point. 
Nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, I will go with a positive, uh, and it's a character. Oh. Uh, And it is Mr. Leatherface. Oh, really? I think he is... Obviously, just the look of him is iconic, of having yeah. a you know a face or several masks. Yes. Made of, yeah, which I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that. I always thought it was just one. So he's got the kind of the terrifying you know butcher one, but then he's also like a he's got a grandmother one, and then he's got like a fancy lady one with the makeup and stuff, which is all the more crazy. Yeah, that it's this kind of you know split personality thing. But I just think he is... I really like his character. Does the, he have one? Well, I think th- the fact that he is so terrifying, but then he's also so kind of browbeaten by the dad. Yeah. Um, and he's, you know, you, you're introduced to him so efficiently, which yeah. I love, that they're in the house, that big fucking door opens, he grabs her and slams the door. Him is the first one, isn't it? Oh, is it the first one? Well, because remember, the girlfriend waits outside. Oh, right, okay. So isn't it with the hammer or whatever? Yeah, okay. But yeah, same difference. So yeah. just really quick. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And then you kind of like, yeah. what the fuck was that? What just happened? What was on his face? <laughs> um, and so it's, it's in that kind of grand tradition of just terrifying horror monsters. Yeah. Um... Of your, your kind of your, your Jasons and your, I guess, Michael Myers yeah. to, to a degree. Yeah. But then as, as the film goes on, you see more of him. Mm. You, you get these weird, yeah, like, why is he now wearing a face with makeup on it? Like, <laughs> so is he the mum of the fan? Like, what's going on with that? That's really weird. And he's this terrifying chainsaw-wielding giant, but then he's getting smacked around by his dad, cause, and so he's just like a normal... He's just like a kid. Is he like a child? And then there's the bit where he, um, uh, after I think the first two people have come in, and then he, there's a bit where, I didn't remember from the first time watching it, where he like goes to the window and he looks out all nervously as if he's being attacked by these kids. And I just think that's so weird and yeah. interesting and and funny and yeah. then they have the bit where it's like a close-up on him and he's got like the kind of comedy buck teeth thing which yeah. i don't think is needed no. um but just this yeah this idea of this like big man mountain but he's yeah, kind huge, of a yeah. child but then he's kind of a you know he's pretending to be a he's mom a monster, and then, he's a monster yeah. and he you know and that he yeah he start it's it's super duper quick kind of i guess villain decay in that he starts off as this terrifying monster, but then by the end of it, he's, you know... You think, like, some kind maybe of... Maybe the least Developmentally scary of dis- yeah. disabled man. Yeah, the dad's scarier, the hitchhiker's scarier, the granddad's scarier, even. Yeah. You know, he's just this kind of... He's like a kind of joker, in a way, of, like, yeah. he just gets... He's a gun that's pointed at people yeah. by other people who are more in control. Um, but then he... But then it brings it back up for the very end again where he becomes terrifying again. Yeah. So it's this really interesting, I don't know, for, for, for one of horror's big, you know, iconic bad guys. Yeah. 
and that you you know you're so used to the the Jasons and the the mm. um, I mean like, I'm not Freddy Krueger so much, but these big kind of monstrous hulking brutes yeah. who are just silent and whoa, 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 I'm gonna kill you. And you get this weird like who is this guy? You you well, feel so yeah. interested in trying to find out who he is. Yeah, you don't really want to know who Jason is so much because he's just a guy in a Doesn't hockey really mask who murders people. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You get these weird little kind of colours and flavours with him that you don't normally get yeah. with other people. Um, so yeah, I, I just think he's he's terrifying. And in that in that similar like with the hitchhiker of just being unpredictable. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't know what's going on with you, so yeah. I can't. Yeah. I can never be comfortable or you know yeah. think kind of well if I go here he's going to go here. It's like, yeah. You don't know where he's going to go. He you know. Yeah. Yeah. So I yeah, think that's... he's a he's a, a great uh, iconic horror creation. Worthy of the, you know, however many films that have been made since. Yeah. That are yeah. clearly just predicated on him. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I think he is a great villain. Um, and usually I would take issue with the lack of kind of history of who is this person? Yeah. Why are they like that? Because um, I think then that lacks depth and interest for me. But... Um, I I didn't mind that so much in this film. No. I didn't mind that. But what I did mind, which brings me to my next point... Here we go. ...which is a negative, um, is some of the, towards the end, scenes in the house with the granddad and with the, the dinner table just fall over into absolutely insane. <laughs> like, what the fuck is happening here and i know that's her terror and that's yeah. what she's like is these people are insane yeah um i just think it went too far for me and there's yeah. some bits where they're, they're like interacting as a family yeah and i don't again i don't i thought leatherface was good in that because of his silence yeah or his lack of like articulation yeah um it makes him a good character but the others when they're kind of you know, you see them as more rational, yeah. you know, able people. It just doesn't quite come off for me. No. It comes, it gets too insane yeah. that you just think, no, I don't, I'm, I'm out of it now. Yeah. I, it's like, um, yeah, too, too far fetched. And they're too, the premise is too over the top that this family, you know, sit around and, eat people I don't yeah. really know what they're doing and you know take take this kind of pleasure in in terrifying people and you know I don't know it just it just went too far and the granddad bit with the thumb yes it was very disgusting and very yeah. effective in in being disgusting but it was also like what on earth is happening here <laughs> it just I don't know it yeah. just went too too far for me and I think um, as much as I've called the, the dad and the hitchhiker son like uh, out before for different scenes that I thought were effective, I felt in these scenes they were really bad. Yeah. And it just got too ridiculous yeah. and and became a little less scary for me. Yeah. It was only the fact that she was screaming so <laughs> incessantly that I felt unnerved. Yeah. But if she hadn't have been, which is probably a, you know, a yeah. good thing for the horror film, a, a good direction, if she hadn't have been, I think it would have, been funny comedy yeah yeah it was too ridiculous i mean you get the ridiculous thing of the old man trying to 
hit her in the head with the hammer yes. and just dropping it. Yes. And they do it's that like, like slapstick. Six, six or seven times. Yeah, exactly. Any other film, they'd have done it twice, maybe yeah. three times. Yeah. They keep on picking it up and he's just throwing it in the bucket, <laughs> pick it up, throw it in the bucket. There's like all of that bit. It's too much. It's yeah. it's too silly. It's too it's too much for me to really be horror. Yeah. Like I say, without her holding it up by just screaming. Yeah. Um, I think it would have descended into pure comedy. Yeah. Um, so I just, yeah, that for me didn't quite come off. But it's in, you wonder how much of the, um, uh, how much of the the tone of that scene was due to the shooting conditions because the the old, well, they'd all gone insane. <laughs> kind of. So the old so the old man actor who was obviously not an old man. What? It's just their mate that they... Are you kidding me? I thought that was a, an, a man of 110. <laughs> um, he, uh, so it took him five hours to oh, put to the, makeup the makeup on. Yeah. And so when he got in the makeup, on a, so the, uh, the temperature's well over 100 degrees. Uh, and he decides, yeah, I'm not doing this again. So anything that you need to film with me, we're going to film right now. Yeah. And then I'm going to take it off and then I'm never going to put it on again. So they just so they had, so the whole, blew through it. So after that five hours, it was another like 30 odd hours that they were just oh, filming nice. and working to make sure they got everything they needed with him. All of the night scenes were shot during the day. So with in blackout curtains the in the heat, with all the sun heat beating in, all the heat keeping in. So, yeah, I imagine they would have just all gone insane. Um, well, part of me wonders whether some parts of that scene were um, improvised. Because it did seem so insane. Yeah. Uh, maybe that was the direction of yeah. just like, just okay, go just go with it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. like we'll roll see and happens. see what happens. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I can see that. But it, I've, yeah, definitely worst scene of the film for me. Yeah. In terms of the the efficiency and the effectiveness of yeah. being horror, good mm. horror, um, yeah, just yeah. So maybe you're right. Maybe it was just everybody was losing it. Yeah, and they got. <laughs> so there's no air conditioning, no electric fans. Obviously, the the house filled with dead animals and rotting food. So the smell was really bad. Uh, everyone later recalled that the stench from the rotting food and people's body odor so terrible that some crew members passed out or became sick from the smell. Oh God. Edwin Neal, who plays the hitchhiker, claimed, quote, filming that scene was the worst time of my life. And I've been in Vietnam with people trying to kill me. So I guess that shows how bad it was. Well, I can believe it. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, it reflected yeah. in the quality, I would say. Yeah. I, I would yeah. say, let's maybe not do that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bring in some fans and have a couple of breaks. Yeah. Built in. Probably. That that scene definitely seemed like the most. Um, it's at that point that it's it's given up trying to tell you a story, yeah. and it's just trying to get you into the heads. But how would it feel yeah. to be out of your mind and be kidnapped by this pack of like mental people yeah. who are promising you that they're going to kill you and eat you? Yeah, like what would that feel like? And it would feel like madness, which is what it was. But yeah, yeah. it could have been truncated somewhat it could or have been, been given more of a point like if yeah. the point is that the hitchhiker is going to get pissed off then yeah work that in somehow yeah. work in that he feel he feels like it would work better if he 
got to do certain things because then that's why she gets away because he then grabs the hammer and she takes the opportunity to run away and stuff um yeah yeah but like give it a point give it a direction as opposed to just everyone's laughing at her when she's screaming yeah yeah i'd agree with that and maybe it went on for too long as well. It did go on for quite I'm long. sure the actors would agree with that. Yeah. Like, can we just cut this down, mate? <laughs> I don't want to do this dialogue. Can we just make up some stupid shit? shit? It's like, yeah. yeah, just fuck it, whatever. Okay. Do whatever. Um, so my final point... Yes. Holy crud. My final point is leads directly on from that. Oh, okay. Uh, so once she does escape from that... Yeah. Um, it's... Amazing, incredible. Just some of the the most just iconic and terrifying finale of a film, I think. Just, it stays with you so much. And again, the sound design is so incredible Mm. that you've got her in the back of the van, you've got him swinging that chainsaw around like a mentalist. Yeah. Looking terrifying. Yeah. And then it just cuts off. Yeah. Just nothing. It just says, right, it's over now. Yeah. You're, you're done. But it's not over. Like, he's not yeah. over. He's still there. She's clearly gone insane. Yeah, I mean. And we're out. Yeah. And the lights come up. Oh, how do you feel? Oh, Jesus Christ, I'm exhausted. Yeah. I want to go home and have, have, yeah. have a milkshake. Um, but yeah, I just think the, the, the final images of the film of her in the, the back of the truck and it, it's it's I would put that up I mean we're not big horror fans no. I think I would put that up with the some of the best final seconds of any film yeah. that I've seen just yeah. so effective at doing what it's trying to do it does it so perfectly yeah um yeah. yeah, I just think it's yeah. great. Yeah, I have the exact same point. Um, iconic visuals. Like visuals. End, I think him with the chainsaw in the kind of almost like sunsetty, Or like sunrise. Of, or sunrise, yeah. is it? Um, in his weird suit. Yeah, just like, and, and clearly very angry. Yeah. Like impotent anger yeah. with a chainsaw. So he's like, I just need to kill something. Yeah, just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very iconic visual and also just very terrifying that yeah. there's this mental person on the yeah. loose in the world. Um, and yeah, her on the in the van. And you sense that she, you know, she's she's saved. She's yeah. she's free. It's over. But you also sense it's not. No. Like because she's not like, woohoo, okay, yeah. good. She just still looks like traumatized. And again it's it's hats off to Marilyn yeah. Burns. It's like it's a half scream, half laugh. Yeah. Which I imagine like, is so difficult to do. Just well I'm, I can't I imagine if you've filmed that scene before. Yeah. <laughs> she that probably was real. Yeah. Um but yeah it comes across so well of yeah. just this pure like I'm never gonna recover from this. Yeah. And it feel you feel it yeah. like again um but yeah, it's very, it's very, yeah, sticks with you. Yeah. That kind of him with the chainsaw in this kind of shadowy yeah. background and her kind of, you know, driving off, having mm. escaped, but still in this kind of stupor yeah. of terror mm. that you sense will never leave her. Yeah. And I guess that, you know, by implication should never leave you. No. The film has, you know, left its mark. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think I think that's very clever. Yeah, 
and to 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 highlight how effective this sound has been how how do you kind of you know contrast that is you just go to absolute silence yeah immediately absolute silence yeah. and you you realize that, that like you say for the ringing. last 20 minutes yeah it's just been this like ah! yeah. and then it's all over yeah you just think oh jesus yeah Christ. and there is silence in the cinema wasn't there yeah it was no, just pure like normally at the end of a film you get oh, oh, oh i yeah. thought this bit or oh, oh, you start to Nothing. hear those kind of buzzing of talking but there wasn't and especially with a thing like this because you imagine us going or at least you going into it having never seen it yeah. we're in the extreme minority yeah. most people there are oh, like sure. oh i fucking love this film yeah and I've seen it and I know what's coming and it's great. But even even with those people, the film finishes and there's a kind of, yeah, I don't know if it's like reverence of just what we've just witnessed yeah. or just exhaustion or just, yeah, woof. Yeah. Yeah. Very tiring. Yeah, very tiring. And again, another, it's happened a, a few times recently. I can't think of any other examples which makes this largely an impotent anecdote but the the power of silence in films like any time that a film seems to have deliberately used absolute silence it's so effective yeah because you're so used to noise and something you know within that film itself it's set a standard of you know there's always something even if somebody's not talking there's music or there's sound or there's something Um, it's such a big part of the film so when it's just taken away so effective it's yeah incredible yeah 